on with FTX and what's going on just with fear and in the market. Um, and so oftentimes we're sitting here saying like, well, is this the right time to do a cohort? We want to bring in the next round of investors. And so what did we do? We didn't just go out and start broadcasting all over our social media saying, hey, we're going to do another cohort. Right. We took a micro step. We took a micro step. And so what we did is we we actually just pushed it out to the, the folks in our discord. And we just said, hey, uh, here's a wait list. Right. Mm-hmm. And we don't even announce the date or the start date until we get enough people on that wait list. That's a micro step. There's no reason to take a giant step and make this big idea of a launch if we don't know we can get it filled. So the first step is break that down into something that's got very low risk. What's the risk of putting out a form that just says, put your name down if you're interested in joining our next cohort. We don't get the names we want. We don't do it. Well, let's think about, and that's a great case in point. Let's talk about uh, your journey before we do that. We'll talk about like my journey, right? So would you say I microstepped this correctly? So I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Well, I got to meet the author on Monday, by the way, at Nick's house. That was phenomenal. Um, so cool. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I go get my real estate license. And the moment I get my license, I submit my two weeks notice at Intel and I'm all in in real estate. Is that a microstep? <laughs> yeah. You know, I wouldn't say that's a microstep. <laughs> um, that's all in. That's burning. That's burning the boats and like I'm all in and this and that. So. Sure. That is definitely not what we're talking about here on the show. Yeah. And I think I want to be, I want to be clear because oftentimes this can come across as like, don't commit, Mm -hmm. right? Don't commit. We're not saying don't commit. What we are saying is before you commit, right? Let's try to get some feedback first. Mm -hmm. How can we take, and it's another way of also saying like, what's the next thing that needs to go right? Um, And how do we break that into something really small. And so, yeah, I, I did the same thing. You know, I, I decided I wanted to go into real estate. Um, except, except my micro step was just collecting a couple of rental properties. By the time I had quit my job, I had enough passive income to, to support my life. Yeah. Um, so to me, it was not a giant step. It was a small step that I took. Now I've taken big steps in other areas that have, you know, blown up in my face many times. Cause I just, I went too far too quick without enough information, but no, that's a, that's a great example. And I think the whole burn the boats thing is the definition of a large step without any feedback. Right. And then you look at, let's just say if I decide Hey, you know, Paul, um, I'm brand new, but I've been watching this podcast, real estate disruptors. I'm inspired. I'm going to go out and do a luxury flip. I'm going to go borrow a hundred percent money. And I'm going to hire contractors that I've never worked with before. How do you think that's going to work out for me? It's a toss up, you know, it's like the downside is big. It, it could work out. And that's the <laughs> thing is like, just because you get the out. So, so I learned this from Nick and Dan. And if you had like a chart, right, you could draw like good decision, bad decision, vertical, and then good outcome, bad outcome. Mm-hmm. Right. So the good, the good decision, good outcome box. Well, that's obvious. We made a good decision and we were right. We got the right outcome. Mm-hmm. And bad decision, bad outcome, that's a, an obvious box. Ooh, 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 we, we did a stupid thing and we got slapped on the wrist. Bad decision. Yeah. Where you get in big trouble is the good decision, bad outcome. Like you made a really good decision. You just There's no good you feedback didn't get for the, it. the outcome you want. Yeah. yeah. 
that's really dangerous because it que- you question your decision making ability. Mm-hmm. The other one that's that's probably the most dangerous is bad decision, good outcome. Right, false right? positives. Exactly. And that's kind of what you're talking about here. You can have a really good outcome and you didn't really make a good decision. Things just went well. Well, right? that was you got the last favorable outcome. The last three years, anyone could flip. That's right. All right. The last three years, you bought a property. If it took too long, if the contractor fell behind schedule, um, even though you had to make more hard money payments, your property was appreciating faster your monthly hard money payments. So you could be the most incompetent flipper in the last three years. You look like a genius. Last few Mm -hmm. months might have, you know, had a different light. And going back to what you were saying, right? Good decisions, bad outcomes. Maybe you bought the property right, but things changed so drastically that it was no longer the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and let's talk about crypto, for example. Um, Again, I look at, you know, you got to look at markets, right? Markets are going to kind of be cyclical. They're going to be up and they're going to be down. They're going to be up and they're going to be down. If there's one thing we know to be true, that's the truth, right? They're going to go up and they're going to go down. Um, You know, so when I think about someone saying, hey, should I get into the crypto market? And they make this decision like, yes, I should get into the crypto market. Well, you know, this is a version of saying dollar cost average, Um, and I'm sure most people are familiar with that term. It means you're putting a little bit of money in over time, but that's not what most people do. They look at it and, and the charts down and they just put all their money in, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big giant step forward where like, could the market go down from here? Of course. Could the market rebound and triple tomorrow? Of course. Crypto's w- wild and volatile, right? But, but you reduce the downside by not, by, by, by entering the market at a, at a step over time. And, and I think this is maybe a good time to bring up the, the 30 foot fall versus the one foot fall mm-hmm. 30 times in a row. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that? <clears throat> so if, if, you know, if I was to jump off the ground or fall from a foot off the ground, it wouldn't hurt me at all. You know, um, I could even do that 30 times in a row and it still wouldn't hurt me. How would we triple that? And it wouldn't hurt me at all. I mean, I could do that day after day after day. (laughs) You you might be a little bit bruised right over time, but there's a, there's a, there's a certain height and a certain frequency that if you fell from that height over and over and over again, you wouldn't get hurt. Yeah. The analogy is, well, if I fell from a foot 30 times, I wouldn't get hurt. But if I fell from 30 feet one time, I could get killed. Like it could complete ruin. Um, so first off, what the micro step does is it's like taking that 30 foot fall and chopping it into 31 foot falls and saying, well, if I fall from a foot and I get the favorable outcome, that can justify the next step. And then that justifies the next step. Um, and I think it's another version of something that we also call naming the puppy. Um, we, we, you know, we can we can talk about that example if you'd like. But basically what it means is like we've decided so far in advance what we want before the actual information comes in that oftentimes it makes it hard to justify taking micro steps because we're so attached to the outcome. Um, so instead of being attached to the outcome, I'm more interested in um, what's the smallest step we can take to get feedback and to see are we headed in the right direction or do we need to course correct? Is this a different concept? Uh, you know, you, you've talked about 
Jeff Bezos a quote. You know, if you can get a hundred a hundred x return on your money, uh, one out of ten times, then you should take that step every time. Correct. Is it this is. a similar concept? It's the same thing. It's just the point is, is like, well, that's such a great quote. And Nick and I have, you know, we've talked about this uh, several times. Um, and I love that quote, but there's a caveat that needs to be said. So let me rephrase, let me restate the quote. It basically says, if you have a chance to hit a hundred X uh, and you need 10, 10 plays, right? If you make 10 bets, one time out of 10, you'll hit a hundred X. But what that implies is that you you can play 10 times, right? So yeah. if you put all your chips in on the first bet and you lose and you needed 10 times to play, like you're not going to hit that 100x. So the point is, yeah, how do I make smaller bets? Because I need to play 10 times in order to hit that 100x. It's the, it's the same, the same thing, right? And it's like, how does that translate into decision making? How does that translate into what we do in our business? How does that translate into investing? It means we have a tendency to want to take really big steps forward. That's fine once we've established that we're heading in the right direction. And, you know, you and I, before we got on here, we were talking about this book, The Almanac of uh, Naval Ravikant. And he, he sort of says the same thing. It's like you have to be able to head in the right – it's more important to head in the right direction, at least at the beginning – than it is to go really fast. Right. Um, and that's, of course, my opinion, but that's how I think well, about it. I mean, you look at it, right? It's the idea is that if I'm in Austin and I want to go to Denver, I got to be going the right direction first. And then that can increase my velocity. Because I can go 100 miles an hour real quick towards Florida. That's not getting me to where I want to go. That's right. Right. And I think if you're not heading too. in the right direction, it's just going to, it's, it's like you said, it's like the one degree is off by 60 miles or something like that. Yeah. I forget how it goes, but yeah, going from LaGuardia, New York to LAX, if you're off by 1%, you miss LAX by 1500 miles. You got to consistently course correct to make sure you're not off. Now, as far as application, the first one, this is more general. But we're getting pretty close to the end of the year, right? I cannot believe there's only a month and a half left in the year. It's nuts. The year went way too fast. It was painful a lot of the year, but it went way too fast. Now, if you're plan making goals for 2023, right, you may have these big, hairy, audacious goals. And there's nothing wrong with big, hairy, audacious goals. However, I think the point we're trying to make here is what's the first one or two things that need to go right for you to be able to be able to hit those goals. And when we say need to hit those, what are those one or two things that need to go right? What are you doing to allocate the resources effectively to ensure those one or two things do go right, no matter what? Very well said. And maybe it's a good time for us to talk just anecdotally about what we're doing to do that. Mm -hmm. um, because I think practical examples are helpful. Um, first thing, and, and if you'd like to go first, uh, feel free to jump in. We, we just had this conversation earlier, uh, this week with my team, um, preparing for our quarterly meeting, uh, next week, I guess the week after. Um, but it's basically, we're not going to, we're not going to define yearly goals anymore. 
at least not right now mm-hmm. because we're that's too big of a step we're trying to define too far in advance what needs to happen and we don't know what the, even the next three months is going to look like right so we're we're defining 12 week goals first of all right mm-hmm. I, i'm sure you've read the 12 week year mm-hmm. or you've heard of it um and so that's one of the first things that we're doing is we're just going to break it into smaller chunks right here's what needs to go right secondly you and i have talked on this show about um the currencies that we trade right timer and actually we added an a on there so it's a timer mm-hmm. because attention is is so important um and instead of trying to collect all of these different you know currencies all at once revenue uh, raising capital, growing our, our database of, of people that we have relationships with, we're going to focus in on what we believe to be the most important metric to determine our, our success in, in the next year, which is, which is our relationships. And so we're going to be, we've found that uh, our relationships are by far the most valuable asset that we have as a business. Um, we get folks who bring us referrals, we get folks who bring us deals, we get all these different things from our relationships. And so we're putting all of our focus and attention into giving to these relationships. How do we add value to our relationships? How do we measure that? How do we affect that? And all of our um, focus is going into that and we're going to evaluate it on a much shorter time frame, right? Three months instead of, of a year. So that's a couple of things that, that we're doing to take micro steps of 2023 year. Yeah. I wish I can give you as, as, as good of an answer right now. Uh, we don't. <laughs> I had, I had, uh, I had a little bit of a head start on you. So, thinking about this. So. Uh, but what I can share, right. Is, um, having a very clear call to action, you know, we've had in, as far as our, our, um, education side of our business, right. We've had all these different calls to action, you know, DM me this word, DM me that word, right. Go to this website, go to that website. Now, after having Nick consult and consult with us and give us a masterclass for an hour on how to market effectively, our micro step is sent everyone to millionairesupport.com. Hey, you want to work with my team? Go to millionairesupport.com, talk to our team. We'll see what is the best way for us to work together. But now it's no longer like six or seven different places for them to go. It's just one place. There's only one place you can right. go. And from there, we'll figure out whether it makes sense for us to work together, whether we have the tools and resources to help you or not, right? Mm-hmm. So that is the micro step. Now there's fewer things that can go wrong along that process. Yeah, and it's and it's easier to diagnose as well, you know? Um, it's so much easier to diagnose. You can tell where the problem is. It's, right. like, it's like, hey, if I can't get, if I can't get people to millionairesupport.com what why would I, I there's no reason to take the next step yeah right nothing else matters. this step justifies the next step that's a perfect case of point um again it's like we've designed whale club to to operate with the operating the certainty operating system like everything we're doing in whale club is brought to you by nick and dan and the operating system we learned from them so it's yeah. like well do we have enough to do the next cohort? I don't know. How can we, how can we take a micro step to see if that's the case? Yeah. Well, if we don't get enough people to join our discord, if we get, when we get X number of people to join our discord, you know, from the previous cohort, then we'll put out the wait list and we'll mm-hmm. say, Hey, 
if you if you want to take the next step, join the waitlist. That justifies the next step. Then we reach out to them and say, you know, hey, here's some information on the cohort. Here's where you can sign up. Here's how you can get involved. If we don't get enough people to do that, then we refund people their money and we don't do the cohort. It's just it's, it makes so sense when so much sense when you say it out loud. Right. It's but I think the so problem much more is certain. in the execution. Oh, execution is by far the most challenging part. And the, and the problem with execution is that it's, it's dependent. Like Paul and I are can, can, can preach on this and speak on it. But we're not perfect. We're still human beings. Right. So we're doing our best to operate within what we know. But we're still humans. Um, the, you know, and, and us talking about this, it takes me to, you know, Gary Keller's book, The One Thing. Have you read that? Oh, yeah. Such a great book. Incredible book. Right. So I'm going to butcher the numbers. But I, I recall something along the lines of like, each domino can knock over another domino that, that's about 50% bigger, right? And I want to say by something like by like the 11th domino, if you take a regular domino, by like the 11th domino, you can knock over like the Empire State Building, right? And by like the like the 20th domino or something like that, you can knock over the moon, you know? It's just something absurd. But what does it start with? The very first domino. We got to get the very first step right. And... We're entrepreneurs. We've got massive shiny object syndrome. And we're so focused, like, man, I'm going to be able to knock over the moon. Like, that's awesome. And we're telling everyone about how we're going to knock over the moon. Meanwhile, we're giving crappy directions to our team about how to knock over the first domino, setting, not leaving in place the proper accountabilities, metrics, and <laughs> everything else to make sure the first one or two dominoes go get knocked over correctly. Yeah, it's, it's just another version of trying to chase too many things. Yeah. Um, you know, in engineering, we, we, we learned this as the 80-20 principle, the Pareto principle, right? 80% um, of your results come from the top 20% of the inputs, behaviors. right? Behaviors. Yeah. So if you've got 10, 10 customers, the top two are likely accounting for 80% of the revenue. And this phenomenon occurs across most uh, distributions. Mm -hmm. And so as business owners, that's, that is the same thing that we're saying here. Micro steps, the one thing, everybody has their own language to describe it, but it essentially means where's the biggest lever, right? What is the biggest lever or the next thing that needs to go right? So instead of trying to do all 10 things at once, you identify, like Gary would say, like, Actually, it's not even two things. It's one. Mm -hmm. Just pick one of these things because actually the, the top one thing accounts for more like 60% of that distribution. I think it's like 64 or whatever it was. Point is, is like, it's the same thing. If you can identify the, the micro step, the thing that needs to go right, you mm -hmm. reduce your downside significantly because you're now not, re, you know, you're not allocating resources to all these things. It's going to the biggest lever uh, that can justify you taking the next step. Yeah. And, and the reason why I like the domino analogy is because once you've knocked over that first domino, now we can dedicate all our resources to the second domino. And once we've knocked over the second domino... Now we can dedicate all our resources for the third domino. But again, I'm typically focused on domino number four, domino number nine, domino number 18, right? I'm, I'm focusing all these different steps, but there were so many other things that had to go right beforehand. And I'm just assuming they're going to go right. Why is that, you think? Like, what is it about humans in general 
that just has a real hard time staying focused on that next thing that needs to go right. Because I can't tell you how many times my businesses were totally just not aligned with this until I met these guys, started learning from them. Like I was already thinking, here's a great example, like fix and flips. I got into fix and flips and what did I do? I got like four of them all at once. Like I got like four of them like that. Like I didn't even have enough evidence to support the fact that I could do one and execute that on it. It was just like, no, let's just do more. So why is that? Why is our, like, it seems to me that most people who are types of people who start businesses are more inclined to, to worry about steps six, seven, eight, nine, ten than they are steps one and two, which well, is literally, I mean, step one is all that needs to be worried about. Uh, I think part of it is where if we're entrepreneurs, we also tend to enjoy solving problems and we tend to thrive in chaos. And so like you've seen this, um, Dan Sullivan talks about this. Some of the busiest people you know are busy only because they don't know how to stay still. So if they were running a business that was operating like clockwork, right? Talk about the 20 mile march. Month in, month out, I'm doing 10 wholesale deals, right? Doesn't matter what I do, month in, month out, I'm on vacation, I'm in the trenches, 10 wholesale deals a month, right? And as a business owner, what I will do is like, well, what if I do this? What if, we, what if I do that? What if we add this marketing channel? Can you imagine what it would be? And we just can't help but want to create chaos. And by creating chaos, we feel busy. And by being busy, we feel fulfilled. And we get to tell everyone, and brag about how hard we're working and how many deals we're doing. And if the team could do 10 deals a month without me, maybe part of it is we feel irrelevant. I don't know. Well, Dan says that the problem with problem solvers <laughs> is that they tend to create problems just so that they have something to solve. Exactly. And it's, uh, it's never been more true to me than in the last couple of years. And I think it also has a, it's a reflection on lack of, well, here's the thing. I think I learned this about myself. I really like solving problems. Mm -hmm. Actually, a lot of it has very little to do with the money that I make from that. I just enjoy it. Like that's yeah. why I did engineering. That's why, you know, I, I went into entrepreneurship because it's a hard problem to solve. I like it. Part of what's been hard for me being here in, you know, in Hawaii on vacation for three weeks is I'm like, I'm getting a little tired of sitting here just like not having any problems to solve. Like, you know, and I, and I recognize it's like, well, that's nothing wrong with that. That is, uh, it takes a lot of, I think, um, self-awareness to admit that, Hey, I just like solving problems. It, it, it might mean that that could, that comes with be careful not to create problems in a business that's running well. Right. But I like to play business as a sport. Yeah. I enjoy business for the sake of it, not because necessarily like I'm, I'm coming in here saying like, I'll do anything it takes to make money. It's like, no, I want to solve worthwhile problems. I want to work on things that I want to work on. Um, and in order to do that, I have to set my businesses up so that they don't require a ton of time and energy from me. Because what I like to do is, is kind of play a lot of different sports. And so again, it just comes back to like, if you 
try to define so far in advance what you what you want this to be without actually taking micro steps to get closer and closer uh you might get actually further away from the things that you want which for me is to play business as a sport yeah so i want to take this back into you know focusing on our our real estate community you know someone that hasn't done their first deal yet and they're like, I want to get started. I want to find my first deal. You know, one of the most common questions I get in my DMs and this and that is like, how do I get my first deal? I also remember when I first got started looking around and people would be making their LLCs, their website, they're getting their business cards, their logos. Are those micro steps? Um. They're micro steps, but they're not micro steps forward. They're micro steps horizontally, laterally. Yeah. You're not attacking the goal. You're not going the right direction. You're not going the right direction. You're, you're taking not, steps, but you're, you're not, not going a, the right direction. Yeah. And Randy, Randy Massingale, who was Dan's mentor, this guy was the senior advisor to Bill Gates, and he was part of the CCA. Um, and immediately, this just makes me think I'm a basketball guy, as you are too, right? And it's sort of like the, the guy who's got the ball. And who's you know dribbling around, but he's never making like, no progress. Attacking the, yeah, he's not attacking the defense at all. You're just you're not going to go anywhere doing that. And so, it takes a lot of judgment. We're not. I'm not saying do any sort of action at all. It's like why we say the direction is more important than the speed. It means, um, and I I love this because I let's we should probably just spend the rest of the time talking about what micro steps look like for someone getting started. What is a way that you can get feedback from the system? Um, a couple things I like or that are coming to mind is, is, is the who, not how concept, right? Can you, can you get around someone who can show you how to do a deal? Can you evaluate a deal, right? Like running the numbers. These are some things in my mind that are steps in the right direction. Right. If you can't sit down and evaluate 10 deals, probably does it, it means that you probably shouldn't like go spending a bunch of money right. on getting deals because you won't even know what you're going to do when you get them. Yeah. Right. So a micro step might be, well, how do I get to a position where I can evaluate 10 deals? Let's see how that goes before I decide what the next step needs to be. Yeah. Let me just go back to talking about how screwed up I am. Right. So uh, in the last 24 months, <laughs> I expanded to Oklahoma City. I expanded to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Both cases, they w I wouldn't say they're unmitigated disasters because we didn't lose money, but we didn't make money either, either with a lot of effort. So right out of the bat, we're spending 10000 a month on TV in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We didn't start with PPC. We didn't start with direct mail. We didn't pull a list. We just went all in TV. And like I said, fortunately, we didn't lose money on it. But we didn't make money either, right? After, I want to say, like nine months, we broke even, and the only reason why we broke even is because we did one deal that at the end that made 30K. That was it. Um, Oklahoma City, right? Like, we went all in, 15K a month on TV. And we did, like, two or three deals, and now we pulled the trigger on that one, or we, we cut the cord on that one, I want to say, like, after four months. But that was not a micro step. That was just, <laughs> let's go in there, guns blazing. We're going to cowboy this up. We're going to be Bruce Willis on, um, what's that Christmas movie? Um Die hard. Die hard, right? We're, we're going to go in guns blazing. That is not a micro step. So a micro step, not even a micro step, but maybe a little, even a little bit further micro step is, are you able to have quality conversations with motivated homeowners, right? If you're having quality conversations, 
with motivated homeowners. Okay, so that is a good direction. Maybe not a micro step, but that's probably an indicator you're going in the right direction. That's the feedback that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So then what well, is... Well, it's like... Go ahead. If I, can't get, if I can't get on the phone with a qualified homeowner in that market, I mean, you're a sales guy too. Like, how about, let's talk about the, the sales. I don't know why, but my brain just immediately jumped to that. If I can't even have a, uh, a get this person qualified on the phone, well, should I go out to the appointment? <laughs> and if I go out and if I go out to the appointment and I can't get them to commit that they're, that they're in a position to move forward, should I write them an offer? No, no. But like, what do we do? We get on the phone and we're like, yeah, it could probably be around this, this price point. It's mm-hmm. like, wait a second. There's micro steps that need to happen in order to actually justify the next step here. Yeah. You're jumping right to something that it, it, the risk is that you lose the deal, mm-hmm. right? The risk is that you spend a bunch of time following up with somebody that wasn't actually interested in selling. Yeah. So you call it, offer. you call it micro steps in sales. We call it micro commitments, right? We just want to get micro commitments. Hey, I just want to make sure come over tomorrow. You, you, you feel comfortable making a commitment to working with us, right? Right. We get out there. Hey, I just want to make sure we agree on price and everything as you feel, you feel comfortable committing to working with us. Get to the yeah. end. So you're saying if I could pay you the price you just asked me, at that point you feel comfortable putting everything in writing. We're just getting little mini commitments all on the way before we put everything in writing and trying to get a signed contract. Yeah. But the old school way is go out there with a contract Maybe a presentation, maybe some comps, bludgeon them until they sign a contract. Yep. And then call them four or five times a week for the next month yeah. and wonder why they ignore you. Exactly. They don't call you back. Now that's a great that's a great case in point as well. So then going back to my analogy, right? Like I said, I'm crazy. So I don't know, maybe hopefully the audience that's listening has a little bit of my craziness that we can kind of try to undo for 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 those of you that are listening. Uh one thing I've always said is the the thing, one of the things I attribute to the success in my business is that I would make decisions very quickly and then know immediately if it's right or wrong. And if it's the wrong decision, just make a U-turn and go the right direction. So I would go out, get feedback, figure out that was wrong. Okay, that was wrong. Let's never, let's remove that from the list of things to ever do again and go this direction. But I'm constantly, uh, at least initially right off the bat, going out making a mistake, assessing, I guess you, you say get feedback, and from there, then figure out what the right direction is. Correct. So well, I'm, I'm going to be either 100% right or 100% wrong in my first step, no matter what, every single time. Yeah. The smaller the step, the less downside there is, right? And that's yep. the, sort of the 30-foot versus the 1-foot thing. You took a 30-foot jump in, you know, in, in these markets, Albuquerque, I forget the other one you said. Oklahoma City. Um, Oklahoma city. And it's like, well, turns out you fell from 30 feet and all you did was twist your ankle, I guess, which is good. Right. right? But you could have spent all that money and it could have gone nowhere. So the point is, is yeah. So let's, you know, let's talk about the the person going into real estate for the first time. And this is a great way to illustrate the process of taking micro steps. It's like, well, first of all, instead of trying to define steps one through 10, because now you've got a recency bias, now you think because you wrote that down on a piece of paper that all of a sudden that's the next step, you know, and that's step 10, but we don't even know if step one is right. 
Yeah. Right. Now we can make our best guess. Sure. But what you really need is you need to take the first step to justify the next step. So, Hey, I pulled this list and I made a bunch of phone calls. It's like, Hey, I got some qualified, uh, sellers on the phone. Mm -hmm. Let's go hire some acquisitions agents and let's go get a dispo agent. Let's go. It's like, no, 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 no. Wait a second. Wait a second. How about you go out on that appointment Mm -hmm. and, and see if you can have a quality conversation with that homeowner, right? right? Can you get them through a sales process that justifies? Well, well now I need to get contracts. Like, Mm -hmm. well, now I need to spend time learning this. Now I need to spend time learning this as, as opposed to like, like you said, let me set my LLC up. Let me figure out my business card. Oh, I got to get my website to be perfect. It's like you, you're just finding ways to step laterally as opposed to attacking the goal, deciding what that next step forward needs to look like in order to justify yeah, the, so I think, you know, the next step after that. Absolutely. So, you know, potentially, right, if someone's brand new and they decide to go the cold calling route, right, then, you know, you pull a list, a smaller list, right? Not a 12 month commitment for like thousands a month. You just pull a small list, right? You skip trace that list. And then from that first list and skip trace, you can figure out whether the list is any good, right? If the, or if the skip trace is any good, right? Because if they're both good, now you go in the right direction. But if the skip trace gives you crap, like isn't allowing you to contact the homeowners on that list, then you already know step two is broken, right? Right. Um, well, and, and what do you do? You go out and you, and you get mojo dialer or some dialer and you, you hire then a cold calling with the company. Dialer. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and then, yeah, it's like now you're fiddling with the dialer for two days and yeah. it's like, wait a second, you don't even know if this list is any good. You don't even know if you can have a quality conversation. You're worried about a triple line dialer and it's like, Not you, you don't even know. Right. It's like the micro step in that situation is get a list, pick up the phone. Make a food, make make sixty phone calls. Yeah. First of all, do you even know if you're capable of sitting down and making sixty phone calls? Maybe cold calling's not for you. That's how a, do you know that's the case? That's a huge point, right? Like before pulling a list, skip tracing it, um, and then getting the dialer, getting the CRM, everything else. You might find out you hate being on the phones, right? And by the way, that's like ninety eight percent of the population, if not ninety nine. So you're better at finding that out right now before you start signing all these contracts and getting all these obligations, subscriptions, and this and that. Right. And, and, you know, and again, we just, it's, I look back across my businesses and the decisions that I make all the time. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I've violated this so many times. And part of why the certainty operating system is so powerful is, you have a way to check your understanding. Another one that, that that's coming to mind right now for me is personal branding. And as you know, I'm sort of on this, you know, starting my personal branding journey. You've been at this for, for years and years now. And what do you say to the guy who's like, hey, Steve, I want to be just like you. I want to put out, you know, three reels a day. I want to be on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. And I'm going to have podcasts and I'm going to spend you know, $20,000 setting up my studio and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, have you even been on camera yet? (laughs) (laughs) Do you even know if like you, you're going to like that, let alone like, can you commit to this? But what do we want to do? We want to define, Oh, I'm going to set my studio up to look just like Steve Trang's. It's Mm -hmm. like, you've never even been on camera. I know exactly what it's going to look like. I know I'm going to do this. I'm going to get, 
I know I'm gonna get 10,000 followers right off the bat, right? I just know that. And all these things that you, you know the stories you tell yourself, and we don't even know for sure whether A, you like being on camera, and B, whether you're committed to being on camera. Yeah, so what would be a micro step there? Start with your phone and see if Pick you can- your phone up. Start with your phone, record, and see if you like that. See if that's something you feel comfortable doing every single day or a few hours a week. Right. Well, and I think it's also important to, to define. Um, so here's, here's where someone might misconstrue what we're saying. So you want to do a personal branding journey, but you want to micro step. And so you pick your phone up and you record a video and you're like, I hated that. I guess I'm not a, ever going to build my personal branding journey. It's like, Okay. Point is, you have to define the appropriate interval. This comes back to the case framework. This comes back to a lot of the things we've talked about on previous calls or previous podcasts around, yeah, but there's got to be a statistically significant amount of data here. If you just do it once and you say, I don't like this, everyone doesn't like it the first time you do it. The point is, is like, exactly. And so the point is, is like you have to define the appropriate amount of data that you need in order to make that decision. So if you say, hey, I'm going to do this for one of the things that I did um, right before I left for Hawaii is I I called it a four by 10. And so I said, I'm going to post one of the one of the fourth uh, things that I decided to commit to 10 times a week on was post. I'm going to post 10 times uh, a week for the next I think it was five weeks I did it. And after that, I will make a decision. Can I, one, did my, did my quality of my content improve? Is this something that I can sustain? Is this something that I even like doing? The point is I didn't just do it once. Yeah. I did it 10 times for a week, for five weeks, 50 posts. And I said, if I can't figure it out and what I want to do in that amount of time, then I'm, I'm not going to move forward. But I didn't go out and like, build all these amazing, you know, the, the studios that you have, right? I just set up a camera in my in my office at my house, just started recording some stuff. You know, I think this is a great point, but before I address it from my my past, I think a great micro step for everyone that's listening is, you know, getting into our Discord. So go to blockchainwells.com, digest Paul's master classes, join our free Discord community so we can hang out with some of the other people in our community. That we can you see where we're having more of these kinds of conversations. So I, I love that you brought up your point about going to Hawaii because uh, uh, you're getting yourself ready for Hawaii. Because when I first started real estate disruptors, a promise I made to myself: I'm going to do this for ten episodes, no matter what, right? And then I'm going I'm, and then I'm going to assess, and I'm going to figure out whether I want to continue doing this or not. And what I told myself was: if the ten episodes sucks and no one watched it and no one listened to it, it doesn't matter because the fact that it sucked meant by definition no one knew I failed, so I didn't have to worry about it, (laughs) right? But for me, I was like, I'll do 10 episodes, and if it works, I'll keep doing it. If it doesn't work, that's just another one in Steve's dustbin of failed adventures that no one ever talks about again. Yeah. Well, and so this it's hard to talk about one of these tools without referencing some of the others in the certainty operating system. And so another one of the growth principles is we don't scale until we hit predefined targets, right? And, and this is what we're getting at at the heart of the micro step. It's not saying, 
pick up your phone one time. If you don't like it, then don't do it anymore. There could be situations where one time is enough to get the information. That didn't work. That's more of a binary type thing. Like, yeah, that didn't work. Let's not do that again. But the point is, is like if if you don't define that ahead of time and say, I'm going to make 10 episodes, doesn't matter what comes up. I said to myself, I'm going to do this for five weeks. I'm going to have 50 posts. And then I'm going to assess. I'm not going to do anything differently until I've done that and given it all my effort. I burned the boats on that micro step. Mm. I didn't burn the boats on I'm going to ch- completely change my entire trajectory of my career and I'm going to be an influencer just like Steve Trang because he's one of my heroes. And by yeah. God, I'm going to do it. He, he could, it's like, no. I'm going to quit real that. estate and go all in on influence. <laughs> right. I'm just an influencer now. <laughs> right. And, um, guys, I don't see any so, case in points in here. I would love to see some case in points. I see a bunch of you guys watching. So, you know, share, like, how is this applying for you guys? You know, how, how have you guys microstepped in your career? Cause I, 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 truthfully, right. Seeing how other people process information helps us as well. Right. Helps us understand these concepts better. So, uh, let's see. Well, well Steve, were, you, you also brought up the discord and one of the things let's talk as like marketers and salespeople for a second. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is something that we all do if we're in marketing and sales. If you're listening to this show, you're in marketing and sales. I got news for you. Yeah. Right. The point is, well, how do we create an environment where um, people can take a, a small step, a micro step towards us with extremely low downside? So you said it extremely well. Here's the micro step right now. Join our Discord. Actually, mm-hmm. it's first, it's go to blockchainwhales.com. Literally, the downside is the amount of time it takes you to peck that into your computer. Yep. You get there. You don't like any of that content. It doesn't resonate with you. What have you lost? Maybe 20 seconds of your time? What's the next step? Watch these free videos. Meanwhile, they're taking steps closer towards us, right? The downside is very small. We're not saying go do all these things. It's it's literally just go to this website. The next step there is to watch these videos. The next step there is to join our free Discord. You're going to get all the way into our community and get all this information. The only downside you have is your time. You yep. took the time to watch and absorb this information. It didn't work. It turned didn't turn out to be what you wanted. Find your cup right? of tea. That's fine. If you'll notice, we don't sell Whale Club publicly. We don't. Why? Because if you can't take a micro step towards us, there's no point. There's no point in selling because we're not, we're own, we're not selling, right? We're creating momentum where our, where our clients, our customers move closer towards us. And that's the same thing that everyone that's listening to this should be doing in their real estate business. You should make the, the, the micro step of these people taking a, a small step towards you, trying to do business with a homeowner. Well, what's the downside of getting on a, a 15 minute phone call? 15 minutes. I, before we, we go any further, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I'd like to take some time to see if we're actually a good fit to work together because my time's valuable as I'm sure yours is as well. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a few personal questions to see if, if we actually are a good fit and, and, you know, if we get to the end of this conversation and it makes sense to take the next step, we'll do so. Doesn't that sound like any sales conversation we have at the very beginning? The ones we have. Yes. 
Right. And that's how you should be doing. Like, not the ones that I have with, where people are selling me. Well, it's because they haven't taken your sales tracks. <laughs> yeah. So point is, is if you're trying to sell something, stop selling and start giving micro steps where the downside is very low. If, if it's like, hey, don't do business with me or spend $10,000 to get into some course or mastermind and those are your only options, it's a big, big jump you're asking your clients to take to get from here to here. So shorten it up. Give them smaller micro steps that they can take and create that momentum of your clients moving closer to you. Yeah. So we talked about don't for cold calling, right? Pulling a list, give tracing this, this and that. What are some other micro steps, you know, like someone that's starting brand new, trying to do their very first deal, maybe going to a local RIA, right? Maybe they prefer networking. Exactly. That might be, that's a low risk, right? Low risk first step. See, we like dealing with other humans, right? Not everyone likes being around people, right? Maybe some other micro steps might be, um, I don't know, calling your title company to get a, a list of pre-foreclosures. But I'm glad that you're able to define it because I didn't know the answer to that question. An LLC, logo, business cards, those are micro steps. They're just not micro steps that head us in the direction to actually wanting to close our first deal. Yeah, we call it a growth principle for a reason, right? If you want to move horizontally, um, feel free to do that. <laughs> you're not going to achieve growth, right? We're not talking about that. We're talking about people who actually want to affect the bottom line, right? If you yeah. want to move the needle, you got to move forward. And so moving, moving laterally is oftentimes necessary, but not at the beginning when you're trying to do something new. We want to get feedback from the system. What feedback do I get by like, do you like this logo or this logo? Like showing that to your <laughs> friends or your family. It's like, who cares what they think? Are they, are they selling you a house? Are they selling you a house? No, they're not. No. First of all. No, they're not going to look at your logo. Oh my God, Paul, please buy my house. Yeah, I used to, I, I, I still laugh at that about all the feedback I used to get, the consensus I used to try to seek from those who just were in proximity to me. They had no experience with the, with the business or the industry at all. And I'd be like, what do you think? Yeah. First of all, you're exposing yourself to like, advice that could completely be generalized and just not specific to your situation. Um, so that's dangerous too, but yeah, micro steps are, are just so critical when you're doing anything new without what Dan calls a preponderance of data. Yeah. So it's just best to shorten it up and to say, what can I do to get feedback so I can justify the next step? So Paul's zooming in here from Hawaii, right? Wirecasting in from Hawaii. He went there for three weeks. And I can tell you right now, I would never do that because I've microstepped this. I went to last year to Hawaii for a whole week with my family. And not even after three days, on day three, I was losing my mind. It was way too quiet and way too calm. And there's not enough chaos when you're on vacation. So I can say for sure, I would never go for three weeks because I've done the microstep. Three days max is about as far as I can actually spend on vacation. That's what I've learned about myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I get back, I'm going to write a, uh, you know, 10 things I learned on vacation for three weeks. Uh, first of all, that's too, that's too long for me. Um, and what I found is that uh, 
it's it's only too long if you're not taking time to uh, like Hawaii wasn't the problem. It was the fact that um, I enjoy working. I think that's for a lot of people they think of for a lot of folks that aren't in the you know don't do what we do because and I and I honestly feel for those people that are doing things that they don't love to do. You know, it was it was hard for me to completely unplug from my team for this long, and I didn't, I did not succeed at it. Right, I've been checking in every single day because I just I get so much joy from it. So in, instead of calling it a three week vacation, I'm going to call it a one week vacation with a two week uh, work from Hawaii. <laughs> work from yeah, <laughs> WFH. So yeah, I think that's exactly. a perfect way to end it here, um, guys. If you guys are enjoying this, right, please share this with your friends people that you think need to hear this. Uh, there will not be a Certainty Talks next Friday. It's going to be Thanksgiving. So wish you all a safe and happy, safe and happy Thanksgiving. Again, check out blockchainwells.com to check out our masterclasses. See if our other messages resonate with you. And then we'll see you all later.